Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. What did I say I was going to be talking about? Worldliness or the flesh or something. Sunday I was talking about actually preparing the flesh. When we say worldliness, what do you understand by worldliness? When you see the Bible use, okay, let's, let's go to a foundational text in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. Ah, watch this. Do not what? Okay, let's all open to our Bibles. Please open it. Some of you are still opening. Just find that text. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Have you seen it? First John. Have you found First John? The Garbatasha Gadaya. First John is towards the end of the Bible, not in the middle. <laughs> yeah, First John. First John is different. Some people have opened to John. First John is different from John. John has not got one in front of it, but this one has one before the John. Okay. It's a bit closer to Revelations. So, one John. <laughs> yeah, First John chapter 2 verse 15. Shall we all read it together? What? Don't love the world. Nor the things in the world. Two things talking about. Nor the things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not inside that person. So don't you think it's a problem when church is full of the world? Our praise and worship is not actually praise and worship. Because if we are worldly, then the love of God, the Father, cannot be inside us. It's not that God doesn't love you. He says that you can't love him. You can't love the world and the Father at the same time. If anyone or any man or anyone loves the world, or the things, he said, don't love the world, or the things in the world. So you're talking about two things. What are the things in the world? Is there anything wrong in loving ice cream? Why is ice cream not in the world? You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, man. So what is, the, what is this? If you love, some of you, you know, the English word is a bit, English language is slightly not that rich. So we say love, love. I love my dog. I love it. I love it. What is the love it? You know, what love. I love my wife. I love my children. All right. Are my children in the world? I didn't, I didn't know in the world. Where are they? On the moon? <laughs> yes. So if you don't love the world and the things that are in the world, what, what are the things? Because sometimes, to be honest, there's, there's a new TV you just bought. You just love it. You have your phone. I love my phone. Then, yeah, that means you can't love God if you... 
it's, we have to find out what is the world and the things in the world. Very interesting. Continue verse 16 and to 17 for me. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, wow. but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. forever. The lust of the, the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. All that is in the world is passing away. Very interesting. I want to show you something. I'm going to quote a few scriptures, a lot of them, but just write them and then don't open because it will, it will, it will, when you go home, go and open it. In John chapter 1 verse, John 1 verse 12, he says that for as many as received him, as many as believed in him, he gave them the power to become the sons of God. Then verse 13, it says, not of the will of man, begotten not of the will of man, nor of the will of flesh. Read it. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, mm -hmm. who were born not of blood, nor what, of... Who were what? Born. Some translations we use, begotten. God has birthed you. We have been born of God. So if you are a true Christian, you have been born of God. It's very important. You have to be begotten. For God so loved the that he gave his only begotten. Right. Now he's not the only begotten, as I was explaining He's the firstborn, and we are also the begotten of the Father. And he says that, how do you begot? He said, for who, whoever, as many as received him, them, he gave them, gave them the power to be child of God. Not begotten, not born of the flesh. All right, read the verse 13 again. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. So is man didn't have a part to play in your being born of God. Like the way... Your mom had a part in it. Your father had a part in it. And you're being naturally born. And you're born according to blood and the flesh. But this one, he says that man didn't have a, a role to play in it. Not born according to the will of man, the will of the flesh, but the father. Say the father. So, those of us who are born of God, you like this. Once you are born of God, something happens to you. A seed of God comes into you, like God's DNA. According to 1 John chapter 3, verse 9, the seed of God is in you. Who I like this. Say, the seed of God is in me. If you are not born again, please don't say it. Because you may be, you will be lying. <laughs> say, the seed of God is in me. So, the seed of God is in you. And because the seed of God is in you, you cannot sin. First John 3, what does he say? 9. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of begotten God. Begotten of God. When you are begotten of God, the seed of God remains in you. The seed of God remains in you. Say the seed of God is in me. So, when you are born of God, anything that is born of God, the seed of God is in that. What does chapter 2 verse 9 say? 1 John 2, 9, uh, 2, 7. 
Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. Verse 9. Again, verse 9. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. All right. So he's talking about um, loving your brethren. I want to show you that when you are born of God, a few things happen to you. When you are born of God, one, you will love the brothers. When you are, la- when you are born of God, you, you will love First uh, John 4, 7. First John 4, 7. Read it. Beloved, let us love one another for the love of God, for love is God, of, of God. God. And everyone who loves is born of God ah! and knows God. See, see what happens? When you love, you, what happens, what's happening to you? You are born of God. And you know God. When you love, so when you are born of God, you will love their brethren. The people who are always creating problems and fighting other people in church, it's a sign that it's likely they are not born of God. Every time I can't, I don't, anytime you hear someone say me, I don't like church people, it's not born of God. Not born of God. You are not born. Look at chapter 5, verse, verse 1. First John 5, 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Okay. And everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him, who is begotten of him. If you say you love Jesus, you can't tell me you love me so much, but you can't stand my children. That's what he's saying. If you actually love him who begets, you will love him who is begotten by the one you love. (laughs) So other people who have been born of God, you will love them. It doesn't mean they are perfect. They may have issues. You may not actually physically like the way they do their things, but deep in your heart, you have this love for them. Christian love. That's, That's the genuine love of God. It's because you are born of God. When you see they are hungry, even though they lied against you, when you, are see, you see they are hungry, you feel bad. A certain guy was arrested. He, he, he spoke negative about us some time ago. You know, we helped him and he turned again. And when I heard he was arrested in prison, my heart sank. I felt so... The day Pastor Frank told me, you were the one who told me, isn't it? The day Pastor Frank told me, Pastor Charles was... We felt so sad. Pastor Charles was saying, Pastor Frank said, oh, how? I, I felt so disheartened. This is someone who was attacking courage and he didn't like us. He was one of us. And he when he's in, arrested in prison, you should say, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but the love, my love for God didn't allow me. It's not, it wasn't like I'm trying to work it out. Genuinely in my heart, I felt sorry for them, for the person. Because that person is a Christian. If you love God, you love who is begotten of God. So, number one, if you are born of God, what, what do you do? You love, you love the brethren. Number two, if you are born of God, chapter 2, verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. Read, read, read verse 29, sorry. Okay. No, chapter 5, verse 19, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. Chapter 5, verse 19. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Verse 18 and 19. Let's start from we know that whoever is born of God yeah. does not sin. Uh, but 
Read it again. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin. Right. But he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. Whoever is born of God does not sin. Other translations say, uh, there's one uh, place says that whoever is born of God doeth righteously. Christian sister, this sinful behavior, sinful life, when you read that text, it means whoever is born of God does not practice, practice sin. Now, our practicing sin is different from falling into sin. When a sheep, you know sheep, or you know, lamb, or sheep, falls into muddy water, mud, you just bring the sheep out and clean the sheep, and the sheep is okay. But if you see this thing in the mud, then, no crying. No. You, the difference between a pig and a sheep is you will tell the way they react to mud. <laughs> so they may all go to church. But one, when he falls into fornication, his whole life is... God, God, why kill me? God, if I do this again, God, kill me. Uh A guy came to me years ago and came crying because he had gone to fornicate with a woman he found he wanted to marry. The guy cried. You remember that guy? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He's a genuine guy. (laughs) I don't think you ever know him. (laughs) I'm talking about some 10, is it 10 years or more ago? I don't think I can be a Christian again. The guy came to church because he was coming to chase a certain lady. He's, he saw her by the roadside, and the lady was asking, and the lady uh, was, he, he said, oh, well, he was trying to chat her up, and the lady said, oh, come on, I'm going to church with you. He said, okay. You know, he said, oh, this church people, me, I'll go. He didn't know he was coming to carry. <laughs> and he came and sat down. Thinking that, oh, he's coming to church, uh, one of the church, you come in here and clap your hands and go and so get the woman. And before he could say Jack, the hook has caught him. He realized that I love this thing of God, so he was coming more, but he had done really open up for Jesus. He has not changed. But he started amending his ways, and he told me, Pastor, now I've changed. Pastor, one day I came to church, you were preaching something, entered me, and I decided to give my life. I stopped, and I met this my. Beloved, I wanted to marry. And for weeks, months, nothing happened. And I was happy. I told her, listen, I love you. I don't want to touch you. And he told me that this is the only woman I've met in my life and I didn't want to touch her because I want to marry her. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you. I'm just, I'm just giving you a secret into the, hint into the mind of a man. The way he's tearing you apart. He doesn't want to marry you. Like a piece of meat. (laughs) Eating you, you are chewing gum, chewing gum. (laughs) He said to me, he said to me, Pastor, I never touched a woman. Because I didn't want to touch her. So after, I think a few, I knew the woman. She will come to church. She said, me, I'm a catty, catty. So she came once. She didn't come. But the guy said, Pastor, this is the one. I love it. But cut long story short. You know, because there was no strong pastoral cover over the woman too. 
there was an opening for the brother. And one day his old nature kicked in. Cry, Bagagadaya. The old man came off the cross. <laughs> If you know what I'm talking about. You know, sometimes your old man can come off the cross and it's not good. <laughs> One day his old man came off the cross and then when he's finished the extra cross activities, he knelt down. Oh, <laughs> I need to You know, when you're a genuine Christian, you sin, it can be so... It's not nice at all. How I many of you know what I'm talking about? It's not nice at all. You feel something. Why? You, you are not happy. So when you come to church, you want to sit at the back. You, you really... <laughs> you don't want to come to the front. Hey! And even when the pastor is preaching and is coming here, oh my God, my God. Oh no! <laughs> hey! And he came crying. He said, what, this is what he said to me. Dad, I don't think I can be a Christian again. I've disappointed God. I'm useless. God doesn't want me anymore. And I looked at him and I gave him a hug. I said, boy. He's a big man. He was crying. He won't stop. I encouraged him. I said, don't worry. I'm happy you are crying. It's a sign that you are alive unto God. Because if you are not alive unto God and you are dead, you see, how can you be standing on hot coals and you can't feel it. It's a medical problem. You have lost senses. So a dead body cannot feel, cannot react to stimuli. So when you fall into sin, brothers and sisters, you will feel uncomfortable. Why? Because the seed of God is now inside you. The people who mess up and come and stay in church normal, <laughs> it's either they're actually not born again or they have backslided so bad that their conscience is now seared. So now they don't feel it. They don't feel anything. And there are people here. Some, of, some can be even in the choir, in the ashes. In the security team. I'm telling you. <laughs> Outreach team. Carries on campus. That's what carries on campus. See, when you are young, when you are young, you can make a lot of very unwise, stupid mistakes. When you are young. Because you think that, ah, okay. And people, sometimes people have their own set of righteousness. What they think, this is what I want to do, and God has told me. <laughs> I don't want to go into it. So, so, he who is born of God, begotten of God, does not sin. So, he who is begotten of God, loveth the brothers. He who is begotten of God, what? Does not sin. He who is begotten of God, do you know, do you want, I think you will like this one. The evil one cannot touch you. First John chapter 5, verse 19. Read it. Verse 18. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. The wicked one, that's the devil, can't touch you. The evil one, the wicked one, does not touch you. 
He knows who he can touch. Listen, it's not, tell someone, it's not everybody the devil can touch. Whether it's a generational demon or ancestral demon, it's not everyone the devil or future devils. It's not everyone the devil can touch. Believe you me. Are you hearing me? Let me give you the last one. Anyone who is born, born of God. Four. So, who is, whoever is born of God, what? Love the brethren. If you love the brethren, you don't spoil church. And people who talk against church leadership are the most dangerous. And um, um, but Bible puts it this way. Um, I think it's First John chapter three, verse fourteen. I'm sure. That's that's you are sinning unto death. Yeah, I did, I was studying, Pastor. Well, I found out that thing has beat my mind. Say, if you see a brother who is sinning unto death. Uh, which sin is not unto death? I think converting or something. So there's a sin that leads to death. It's First John chapter three verse forty. Am I right? Three forty. Read it. Let's hear. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. No, that's not the one. Go on. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, okay. and you know that no verse murderer. 16. By this we know love, because he laid down his life we, for us. It's one of this, first John. Sinning unto death. Okay. Right. It's chapter, right. chapter, five. chapter 5. Okay, that, read it. If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin which does not lead to death. So, as sins, there are some sins that don't lead to death. There are sins that lead to death. Yeah. There are sins that lead to death. There are some sins that don't lead to death. Do you want to know the ones that lead to death? Yeah. Because I, but when I'm born again, I can't die. No. Some, that text has been very com complex. So some theologians believe that some sins, when you sin, it, you lose your salvation completely. You die. Others believe that, no, it's not so. But what, this is what I believe. In, that is talking about when you reach God's governmental order. This is not talking about spiritual death. It's physical death. First Corinthians, remember First Corinthians chapter 11? It said, for this reason, some of you die. First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 29, 20, uh, 29 and 30. It said, for this reason, because you don't recognize the body of Christ, some of you die. Yeah. Ah, you forgot your Ananias and Sapphira? Yep. It was a sin against the governmental order. Peter said, you have lied to me. You are touching the, the order God has put in place. It can lead you into death. Very interesting. Aaron and Miriam. Uh, sorry, Miriam. Yeah, Aaron and Miriam. God takes serious. So, listen. If you are in any department, you are in a church, and there's a leader, don't, don't attempt to be attacking them. Even if the leader is not all that perfect. You are better off not tampering if you temper with leadership, that can affect the work of God. Some of you can befriend people who will be talking negative about church leadership and by the time you realize your heart is also polluted. And so now when you see church leadership, well, can you imagine when church leadership is preaching and your face is... You shouldn't have come to church because it's very, very dangerous. Let me say it like the Archbishop will say, Dangerous! <laughs> I'm actually teaching very profoundly. There are some people, their problem, no pastor can pray for it to go. 
Because their problem, they actually invited it according to God's design. It's, they, they put themselves under where God said, don't go. And it's okay, you let me deal with, let me flout what God, whatever God is saying, and I'm expecting one powerful pastor to do it for me. Over, no, no, no. Um, a magistrate court cannot overturn what a high court has <laughs> a ruling of high court. A magistrate cannot overrule it. Hey, all right. So it's very important. He who loves and who is born of God doeth righteously. Who is born of God, the evil one cannot touch. He who is born of God loves the brothers. If he, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm a, I want to say this. Should I say it? Say. Should I say it? Say. We are a church of young people. Some of us are just getting married. Some of us are caught away in our marriage. Yeah, 15 years is quarter. Or um, if 15 years under quarter, actually. Some of, us, some of us, we are now fine looking for somebody. Some of us, we are in a relationship. Do you know it's not all relationships that will work? Did you hear what I said? Do you know it's not all relationships that will work? Some of them, you will find them in church, but it won't work. Because you will find out that the two of you, you don't get on. You didn't get along. It's, it's true. The person speaks in tongues a lot, but doesn't like buffing. <laughs> no. Buffing is not a condition for speaking in tongues. <laughs> that, yeah, water is not their friend. <laughs> the, the lady knows how to do makeup. When you see her makeup, it's like, But she's very disrespectful and arrogant. She's fighting your sister, fighting your mother, fighting every, every friend of yours, and they come, ah! And now she has poured um, milkshake on your face. Every time she's doing that, and now, you know what? We both speak in tongues, but I don't think we can take this thing further. So, can we go our separate ways and continue speaking in our normal tongues? <laughs> because we are a young church, how many of you know relationships sometimes, they don't, it doesn't, they don't go well? It happens. Some of you have relationships that have failed. Some of you, after it failed, you came to church. Some of you have gone to bring a woman into church or a man into church so you marry and they, they will come and the relationship may not work. But they might have found Christ. She has come and she's now found Christ. You don't say that you have to leave the church. You are not born of God. Now why did I say this? Please, let's make room for relationships to break. I'm not talking about marriages. Even marriages in extreme situations, sometimes it does, it does happen. Because the relationship should have broken, but it didn't get broken. So now, when it became marriage, <laughs> it broke. Because it's a, something is about to break, but it broke earlier before children came in. All right, let me get into that. So, love is the brother. Whosoever, finally, whoever is born of God, I like this one. Chapter 5. 1 John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And whatsoever is born of God, that's what? Overcomes the world. 
Oh, he can't. He didn't say, whatsoever is born of God, that's what? Of God. This wealth thing I was talking about, which you can't love the world and love God. He said, if you are born of God, you will overcome the world. What is the world? When you see the word world in the New Testament, sometimes it can mean one of three things. Revelation chapter 13 verse 8 says that the lamb which was slain before the foundations of the world. From the foundations of the world. Ephesians 1.4. He was he adopted us as sons from the foundations of the world. From the foundations of the world. That's talking about the physical world. Before the world began. It's talking about all we are seeing, the people you see, the things you see, this is the physical world. And that world is not when the world the Bible is talking about, don't love the world. Because the things you see, the things have been, that have been created, everything created before the world began. You see, that, that world began. That world that began is world, but it's not the world God is against. Now, the second world is this uh, John chapter 1 verse 29 Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. For God, John 3 16. Let's all say it together. Let's go. Some adults can't even say they don't know it. Uh, let's share the children. Children, let's go. John 3 16. Please help me. Let's clap for these great, great leaders of the future. Okay, all those standing, can we say it? Let's hear. They can't say it. They can't say it. Oh, no. Oh, no. They can't say it. The kids are even laughing. Oh. For God so loved what? The world. For God so loved the world. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. See, so that world. Romans 5.12 talks about through one man. Sin came, read it, Romans 5, 12. Therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world. Watch this. Sin entered the world. So it's the same for God so loved the world. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Because sin entered the world, the Lamb of God takes away the sins of the world. So this second world is not talking about the created things you see, but it's talking about the fallen humanity. Human beings who have fallen from the, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. Who have fallen short of the glory of God. So that world is talking about fallen humanity. But the world we just read, that whoever loves the world, uh, and all that, Romans, sorry, 1 John chapter 2 verse 15. Read it, please. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Okay, so which world? Because for God so loved the world, but I said that you shouldn't love the world. 
If you love the world, the love of the Father. But the, love, the Father loved the world. In fact, we just read that he who is born of God loves him whom he loves. <laughs> so if you are born of God and God loves the world, then you should love the world too. But those are two different worlds he's talking about. The first, God so loved the world, God so loved human beings, even though we are in our fallen humanity. We are fallen. God so loved us. So that's why Romans chapter um, 5 verse 8, he says that, whilst we were yet sinners, Christ came to, uh, sorry, for God demonstrated his love to us this way. Whilst we were yet sinners. Say, yet sinners. In other words, you haven't stopped sinning, but Christ died for you. So Christ died for the world. The world here is not the galaxies. It's human beings. The fallen humanity. Does that make sense? Which is different from thou shalt not love the world. But he said, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. So now we have to find out what world is he talking about? This world we are talking about, read 1 John 5, 19. We know that we are of God. And the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Watch this. The whole world lies under the sway, under the control. Do you have any translation that says it differently? Under the, under the what? Yours says power. Did you see that? The whole world lies under the power, lies under the sway, control. under the control. He said, this, watch this. Now I'm about to drop it so we can end. When he says don't love the world, he's talking about a system of the devil. Okay? And I'll show you how the system operates. It's a system. Satan's system. And if you are inside the system, it's controlling you. Read it again. The whole world. We know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked Everything one. Everything in the world is in, under the influence, under the authority, under the power of the devil. So this world, if you love it, you bring yourself under his power. If you love this world and the things that are in the world, so what is this world? And it began to. But, but, but let me just explain this quickly. There is the satanic system that plays out. Okay, how does how do, how do, how how does the world manifest through religion, through commerce, through um, um, entertainment, through uh, uh, education? Through fashion, all right, through the, 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 the different systems. So, educational systems, entertainment systems, commercial systems, um, religious, especially religious systems, all right, political systems. These are all systems in place which Satan is controlling. And how does he, how does he use that to get you? He uses that, and what he uses, how he uses that to appeal to you is he appeals to your lust. So your lust, that is why, how many of you have watched a movie, maybe you just wanted to go to bed, you saw it briefly, and then, but the thing caught your attention. Every good movie is meant to get people's attention. When I see football on TV, if I come to your house and there's football on the TV, I can fall asleep. <laughs> oh, it won't get my attention. No, it won't get my attention. But not a good preaching like my own. <laughs> it will get my attention. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Or if I see um, Bruce Lee, Shaolin fighters, and on the way they, they jump and go, oh man, I love, ow, 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 ow. Or I see, I see um, the squad, the, those Americans, SWAT, the SWAT team, and they are coming with their guns. Someone has hijacked, oh, I, oh man. And the other ones, if it shows on the screen, oh, just look back and tell you, you know. If you are watching a movie and he shows up, hey, <laughs> why has this man held this lady like this? Ah, what are they doing? And then when the other Christians say, look at these people. <laughs> look at what they are doing. Oh, look at. And then you look for the remote and then you change this for about one minute and then come back. My friend, <laughs> you're a hypocrite. <laughs> what did you say? You know, but those things appeal to us. So several things that, why? Because it has been designed to get your attention. To, to, to place a demand on your lust. To place a, watch this, to place a demand on your passion. The things you like. So Satan designs things and uses your last, your passions and your concerns to, to begin to draw you into his, the things of the world and his world system. And sometimes it's not only the last and our passions that he uses. Do you know what he also uses? He uses our legitimate necessary means for living. Like food, drink, Housing, transportation. So he can use systems. Your necessary daily living. The things that you need for your necessary daily living, there are people who have become, have entered into trouble because a friend invited home, them home to come and eat. They knew she should have gone. They knew when your friends told, let's go and eat, let's go and have some meals at that restaurant. When they say, let's go, let's go to Nando's. You said, Nando's, he said, oh, I'll pay for everything. You see, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't say no. You couldn't say, but they were taking you to introduce you to a, a, a bad boy. You knew that guy was also coming. Or you knew, that the, you knew that lady was also coming. And you knew that their company is not healthy. But the food. Oh. <laughs> yummy, 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 yummy. And you say, as for me, I don't joke with my food. <laughs> they invited you. Some of us have be become victims through milkshake. Ordinary milk. Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Milkshake and cake. <laughs> and so today I'll buy you some milkshake. Can we go? Join me. Don't worry. Just join me. We're just going here. I know it's, I, I don't have insurance, but let, let's go have fun. Let's go buy milkshake. And you jump into the car. Creams, yeah, from Creams. Bagel King. Hey! Oh, after church, it's so cold. It's so cold. And uh, 
she, she said, you know, she would just give me a ride. And I, I, I know my wife is not happy about me going to other, other ladies' cars, but she, uh, there, there's, there's, there's some chemistry there. You know it. When a chemistry is developing, you know it. And when you went and sat in that sister's car, and she was driving, you know when ladies drive, <laughs> things begin to go up. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the skirt was moving back, was receding, as she was changing the gear. And she too, she behaved like she didn't know what was happening. And the brother is under attack. Fire! <laughs> you got home, you won't come out of the car. You are now beginning to have a chat. So that scripture pastor quoted, can we discuss, hey, hey, can we discuss it? The devil is a liar. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. You are in the service, and then they sent you a text. That means I have to go, girl. Let's go. And you begin to find a nice way of escaping. And later, come and ask Pastor, please pray for me. I'm in trouble. You will die in that trouble. Because our prayers may not work. Because you knew, you went, you did it with a stubborn heart. Hey, when God was trying to save you, say, oh, let me jump out. Doesn't matter. Later, he can come and save me. Am I not speaking the truth at all? There are people who, is, who are in the service and people are sending them negative texts. Girl, okay, I'll see. Wow. So, Satan will appeal to the things you love. Oh, I, it's too cold, so he said he's going to drop me at home. You know you are very soft towards this guy. You are very soft. And you know he's actually not a really serious Christian. He's looking for you like a ke- you, are, you look like kebab to him. You know it. <laughs> shish, shish. Suya. <laughs> Wasn't he the one who told you you were looking juicy? And that day when you came to church, you were wearing this tracksuit, making you look so... (laughs) To whom to? To whom for? To whom does it belong to? To whom to? to. So, <laughs> man, guys, I have to close. So, so when you saw, when you saw the cold weather with the rain, your transportational need and desire made you accept the offer into the world. You know this is going to lead you into something. You knew it. 
don't, you don't, you knew it, but your need made you a victim. Yeah. After dropping, you say, oh, do you want to come in for a coffee? By the time you realize you are leaving, it's now 4.30 a.m. You are now leaving. Quit the coffee. 4.30 a.m. You have packed your bag. And they know what happens. They send you a message. At 11 a.m. Are you okay? Am I? They know you are not okay. You know I'm not okay. They say, oh, sorry about what happened. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about what happened. You knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I preaching at all? Your love for the world is what will bring you under the control of the devil. Satan doesn't have, it doesn't matter what family you were born into. It doesn't matter your generation, the generational sickness in your family line. Once you are born again, Satan can't touch you. But worldliness brings you under his operating system. So then he looked for the easiest avenue to get into you. And the, most of them, the easiest avenue is the weaknesses from your mother's line, from your father's line, your background, what they will call generational curses, or all, this, all those weaknesses. That's how you come in quickly and now take a bigger ground. He says, my beloved brethren, do I beseech you therefore, my beloved, Romans chapter 12 verse 1, beloved brethren, he said, don't be conformed into the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't conform. Don't do things. Unfortunately, there are people who are born again and they look exactly like unbelievers. Not in their look, but their be, the, the, uh, behavior, their attitude towards other brethren, other Christians, when you offend them, anything. They are, they, you see, ah, this is what I want. I want us to believe God because of the revival to see how we can stop it. Why people come to church because of what they want to use God for. You want a job, that's why you came to church, but not God. You are looking for something. You want marriage. You want to because you know you had a bad dream three nights ago. And when you woke up, somebody was trying to take out your heart. So you couldn't wait for church. Hey, God. You heard the doctor said it looks like this thing is early stages of cancer. So come next week and let's do a thorough examination. That weekend, you, were, you came to church and went in church from setup to the rig. <laughs> Suddenly, when your ushers, uh, uh, ushers meeting, you were the first to show up. The ushers leader was surprised. Hey, what's going on? He said, why are you here? Oh, I came for the meeting. Eh? <laughs> I'm trying to do a little bit more for God. He's lying. He's lying. No, 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 no. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? 
God has so much in stock for you. Tell somebody. Shake the person and tell the person on the shoulder. God. God has so much in stock for you. The only thing that can stop it is when you don't overcome the world. Because as we read, it says that all those in the world are under the influence, under the control, under the, the power of the devil. So can you imagine you are under the power of the devil and you choose to go and, like you go and rent a house in a terrorist quarters. And you are asking me to protect you from terrorists. That's a very unfair demand. So if people are getting testimony, you are prophets and your own is not showing up, please, one of the areas you have to check is worldliness. Some of us, we don't look worldly, but we are worldly at core. Love the things of the world. Satan can, knows what he will use to slay you easily. The pride of life. I don't like when people talk to me like this. Satan, he said, the things that are in the world, the pride, the lust of the eyes, your eyes is, ah, hell, distress. Oh, I think I have to do extra hours. No, the choir, we are supposed to be rehearsing, but it doesn't matter. Because this dress, I have to do it. I have to buy it, you know? Oh, are you not coming for rehearsal in the choir? Oh, no. I bought this nice dress, and I've been waiting for two years to attend a dinner. And I've been invited for a special dinner. So I have to wear this dress to go. So the, the last of the eyes. The brothers to the last of the eyes. Hey. And the pride of life. Pride of life. Listen, let me tell you something. If God wants to make you grow and he wants to bless you, watch, okay. if God really is going to bless you, he will first of God grow you so you can sustain the blessing. If God wants to grow you, how many of you know growing muscles is not easy? Uh, see, losing weight is actually replacing fat with muscles. Technically. Growing muscles is work. If God wants to grow you, sometimes he'll pass you through certain rough seasons. Not the rough seasons where everything's working against you, even in church. In church, someone will test your pride. Not whether knowingly or unknowingly. And God will be watching to see. You see, when someone offends you, God is not watching. It's like when you are going. How many of you have done driving um, practical tests before? If someone crosses you and run into them, eh? <laughs> you know, do you know you still pass? You won't pass. Because you are doing driving tests and you, 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 you are involved in an accident. <laughs> no, <laughs> I have right of way. He should have stopped. <laughs> but he crossed me first, instructor. Sometimes, when something happens, husbands and wives, listen to this very carefully. It's not your husband God is expecting a reaction from. He's watching you. Stop telling God, but you see how he did. No, he's not interested. He's interested in what you, how you are handling it. I didn't like the way that lady in the ashes spoke to me. He's interested in watching you, how you are reacting to the situation. 
not how they reacted to you. Because how you react is a reflection of your maturity. It's a reflection of your heart towards him. And it's a reflection on how ready you are for him to lift you to the next level. Very important. And many people have reduced church into bread and butter. Go and get what you want, like vending machine. Go get what you want. But God is actually, God wants to do something great with you. Not that he just wants to give something to you. He wants to give, do something great with you for you to enjoy him. So he also enjoy you and he will use you more than you will use him. <laughs> is someone getting what I'm saying? But your biggest danger. Can I, let me say this in. He says, friendship with the world is enmity towards God. He didn't say sin. When you are born of God, you, you won't practice sin, but you can fall into sin. The blood of Jesus, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. He said, brethren, I write this thing to you that you, do, you will not sin. But if you, we sin, we have an advocate with the Father. So if you, just in case, just in case it happens that you fall into sin, which is different from practicing in sin, that's, you live in it. Living in sin is different from falling into sin. When a Christian falls into sin, repent and turn away from it and start running. Let, leave those who want to accuse you and say you have done this, you leave them, leave it. It doesn't matter. You can't, you can't do much about it because it's true you did it. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes human beings won't forget. And they won't forgive. When they see, they know what you did. They know what you did. But God has forgotten and forgiven and you have moved far ahead. There's a way God can honor you so much that what they, the negative they know about you won't matter again. But don't concentrate on people. Concentrate on your growth and your work with God. Because the world will never like us. John 15, 19 and John 17, 14. The world will never like us. The world will never like us. When we talk about the world, we are talking about Satan and his system. He uses, he uses everything to you. Religion. Commerce. Education. Entertainment. Fashion. Uses everything to fight. Because Satan controls much of these things. So... Sister, don't let Satan use fashion against you. And use fashion to make you begin to sin, live in sin. I say, I didn't know. That's the only one I could buy. John, 15, 19, yeah? 18 and 19. Just, I want 19. Okay. If you were of the world, the world, the world would love its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but you I... see that we are not of the world. This world is stuck with the Satan and his system. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. We are not of the world. Please be careful how worldly people advise you regarding your work with God. Some of you, worldly people, are in between you and your other Christian sister who are having disagreements. 
Worldly people are advising you. Why do you allow her to talk to you? You have to treat her like this. You have to do this. You have to do this. And you see the way she was looking nicer than you. You should also go and collect your shoes from her. Worldly people. Worldly people are in between you and another Christian brother or another Christian sister. Your sister is your genuine sister. She was born from the same womb as you. But she is not, she's worldly. She's not under God's system. She's not a born, she's not Christian. She's not born of God. Be careful when she's advising you regarding the things of God. She doesn't have to be evil. But naturally, Satan will work through her. It hijack you. There are people who sit in church, and when you watch them very carefully, you can see there are signs that this lady is not born of God. This gentleman is not born of God. Detach yourself. Detach yourself. They will trouble your Christian growth and your Christian life. Vivian, all my Christian life, all these almost three decades I've been a Christian, I have never had a friend who is an unserious Christian. Never once. That's how far can God has helped me this far. Practically, 80% of my friends are pastors. Have be, no, let me say, they have become pastors. 80% of my friends have become pastors. That tells you how serious the kind of friendship I I don't make friends with people who are not serious Christians. They are not my enemies. Some of them are family members. So we know we can meet and chat. And it's nice to see you. We can sit over a coffee. Maybe accidentally, can you imagine I'm in King's Cross and I'm going to the, and I meet my classmate. We can sit and have coffee. But that doesn't make us friends. We'll talk. I'll try to actually invite you to church. I'll keep putting pressure. You have to come to, you have to, come to Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are people, um, it will surprise you. There are people, watch this very carefully. There are people in church you shouldn't befriend. Because they are operating under a worldly system. You shouldn't befriend. If you want to do well in God. If you want to overcome there are people in church you shouldn't befriend. They are in the choir. Don't befriend them. They are in the ashes. Don't befriend them. They are not in any department. Don't befriend them. They are in the hosting. Don't befriend them. They are in the what other hospital cleaning. Don't befriend them. They are in the hospitality. Don't befriend. They may look like they are they're actually Christians, but they have become so worldly and carnal. Your friendship with them is affecting your pursuit of God. Worldliness. Oh, I feel like preaching. That last text, chapter 17, verse. I didn't give you the verse. Verse 14. John 17, 14. What does it say? I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am say, not of the world. Say, we are not of the world. Can you lift up your right hand and say, we are not of the world. If your boyfriend is in the world, it's just a matter of time. Either you join him or he will hate you and hurt. He will hate you and hate you. If your girlfriend is in the world, you either join her in the world or she will hate you and hate you. Beware of worldly people. If anyone will come after me and does not hate his own mother, his own father, 
his own sister, his own brother, his own wife or husband, even himself, his child or his, his son or his daughter. So all these human relationships are valuable, but if it is going to make you worldly, Jesus said, beware. Beware. The way your mother has been speaking into your ears is affecting your Christian work. It's affecting your value and the honor you place on the things of God, your man of God, your, your, your church leaders, and your church. Beware. Some of your friends, they, will ne- they don't have anything good to say about the church. When you are saying, my life has changed, I know this thing has changed. They are saying, oh, don't be deceived. This is all nonsense. Some of us have friends, you know, they ha- the way they hate Christians. They hate anything church. But the reason why you are here is because you know something can help you. But as for me and my friends, we have been friends from school. You wait. You wait till they are beginning to influence you into drugs. And tell me they have, we have been friends from school. There is a Nigerian adage, I've been saying it. There's a Nigerian proverb which says that 20 ch- 10 children don't play together for 10 years. By the time for 20 years, by the time some of you, you don't even, your best friend forever in school, you don't even know where they are. <laughs> you don't know where they are. You've moved on. You don't know where they are. You don't, Facebook is trying to connect, but still, you saw them and you don't have anything in common. Wow. Is someone receiving something at all? Yeah, put your hands together for the Lord. I want you to lift up your right hand and begin to pray that, Lord, help me. Help me to stay away from worldliness, from worldly lusts, worldly pleasures, worldly desires, worldly pursuits, so I can serve you genuinely. I can serve you faithfully. Lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand. Pray. Pray a genuine prayer. Don't pray because I said you should pray. Lift up your right hand. Pray a genuine prayer. You know where you are weak. You know. You, but you know you are genuine. You actually love God. You are a genuine Christian. You love God. Maybe you are falling to sin. You've been struggling with a certain sin. It doesn't matter. Begin to pray. Say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me to walk with you. All right. Help me to be strong. Help me to be faithful. Help me to be persistent. Help me to press on. Help me. Lift up your right hand and pray right now. Pray. Pray the Lord, I need your help. I receive your help. I didn't just come and ask you, give me a job. I didn't come... Just come and ask you to heal me. I didn't just come to ask you to do a miracle for me. I actually want to work with you. I actually want to be genuine towards you. I actually want to be faithful towards you. Lord, help my unbelief. Lord, help me. Help my heart condition. Help my heart condition. Heal my heart, oh Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Charis Ministries. Stay blessed.